Hey everybody, in this video, I want to share with you how a Protestant made me Catholic. Okay, so more accurately, this video is going to be about how a Protestant kept me Catholic. Because I was, in fact, raised in a Catholic home. Both of my parents are Catholic. I'm the youngest of five kids, and so we were all raised in the Catholic Church, going to Mass together, receiving the sacraments. But unfortunately, like so many people, by the time I was a teenager, by the time I, I entered into high school... I just became really disinterested in my faith. And so as a high school student, I was pretty much just going through the motions. I checked off all the right boxes, you know, that I was supposed to check off, that my parents, uh, I knew that my parents wanted of me. So I'd go to mass every Sunday with my parents. And anytime we'd go to confession, I'd go with my parents. And uh, I would just confess the same generic list of sins that I confessed since I was a second grader. But my heart was really far from God. I had no relationship with him at all. And then fortunately, when I was about to leave for college, I met this young lady. And there were a couple things that struck me about her. First of all, I thought that she looked pretty good. And that's what drew me to her in the first place. The second thing that I noticed about her, as we started to become friends and we started to pursue a dating relationship, I noticed very quickly that she was in love with Jesus. And being a disciple was the most important part of her life. I noticed that she was praying on a regular, if not daily basis. I noticed that she was trying to read the Bible every day. And those were two things I absolutely never thought about doing, having like any type of daily prayer time uh, or about reading the Bible on my own, just to, to get to know uh, Jesus in a more intimate way. And so as we started to pursue a dating relationship, uh, the question from her came pretty quickly, not in hostility, but just in curiosity. And that question was, why are you Catholic? She wanted to know why I was Catholic. And that was a question that I had never seriously considered in my entire life. I really had no idea why I was Catholic or if I, if I should even be Catholic, other than the fact that that's what my family was and that's what I was raised uh, to believe. And so I left for college. I went to the University of Illinois. And for the first time in my life, I considered that question, uh, why am I Catholic? So as I went off to college to the University of Illinois, I set out really for the first time in my life to try to answer that question, why am I Catholic? Or, or consider if I should even be Catholic, or perhaps um, I should be, you know, Protestant like this young lady that I was dating at the time. And so I started to uh, read the Bible. I started to look to the scriptures for answers. I started to just to study, do a little bit of research on my own. And as I began to do this, I honestly just became convinced very quickly that I had to remain Catholic. And really, there were uh, several reasons for, for why I felt like I had to do this, but I'd like to share with you at least three of the reasons, three of the things that convinced me that I had to be Catholic. Not just because my parents were, but because I believe that's what I was called to be, and that's where God was leading me. So the first thing that convinced me to, to remain Catholic was the evidence that I found in Scripture. So Scripture was kind of the first place that I looked to for answers to, to kind of answer that question, why am I Catholic, or to see if I should even be Catholic. Because this girl that I was dating at the time, she was, you know, really into Scripture, and that's where she was uh, looking for her answers, and that's where she was going to come to know Jesus in a more intimate way. So I figured that'd be a pretty good place to start, you know, where in the Bible are all these things that I grew up believing, such as like baptizing infants or if, if baptism is necessary for salvation? Or why do we believe as Catholics that the Eucharist is, is substantially the body blood 
soul and divinity of Jesus. That, that's really Jesus' presence in the Eucharist. Or why do we pray to Mary and the saints? So these were the questions that I had in my mind. These are some of the questions that she was asking me at the time. So these were the questions that I was just looking for answers to uh, in the scriptures. And as I began to do that, I, I just became so uh, amazed uh, and excited um, by how strong the biblical foundations for all of these Catholic doctrines, uh, all these Catholic dogmas really were. For all of the objections that this, this young lady had, or, or all the just the questions that I had, I found that those objections tended to be only very surface level. And when I actually looked to the New Testament in particular, and I looked to the Bible as a whole, old and new together, I just became so convinced that what the Catholic Church taught was so grounded uh, in the Bible the evidence pointed towards the Catholic Church and the doctrines that I grew up believing more than it pointed to, to anything else. All these different Catholic beliefs that I, that I grew up um, being taught and that my parents, you know, lived out uh, just started jumping off the page to me. When I would read the New Testament, when I'd read the Old Testament, basically anywhere I'd go, there was just all these answers to these objections um, um, to my faith as a Catholic. And so, first and foremost, it was the Bible. It was the, it was the Bible itself that actually led me to the Catholic Church. And with that, I also discovered that the Bible is really a Catholic book uh, because the church, the Catholic Church, is actually who brought us uh, the Bible. When I looked at the early church, when I looked at, at the, you know, the foundations uh, of, of the church, I found that, that Jesus himself actually established a church to be the pillar and the foundation of truth. He built that church upon Peter and the apostles. And as time went on, some of them, less than half, did write letters that eventually became known as the New Testament. But for several hundred years, we just had some of these letters circulating, circulating around uh, these different churches. So we had no uh, the Bible that we know it as today. We didn't have these New Testament documents compiled as sacred scripture. But what we had was the church that Jesus himself founded. And what I came to discover was actually the Catholic Church. And it was that Catholic Church that over centuries eventually met together in councils and determined which of these letters um, were inspired and to be believed uh, and trusted by all of the Christian faithful. And it's that church that has continued to teach us and to lead us to Jesus and to teach us truth uh, throughout the centuries, throughout the millennia, up until this present day. The second thing that convinced me that I had to remain Catholic was, was a group of, of, of people called the Early Church Fathers. Now, the Church Fathers were a group of, of men who were Christians in the first few centuries um, after the time of the Apostles. So they're, they're in the first few generations after the time of the Apostles. And some of these men even knew the Apostles themselves and learned from them. And what convinced me to become Catholic from these men in their writings was that what they were teaching and what they were, were believing from the very beginning were these really uh, deeply Catholic truths. Two examples would be like this universal belief that baptism is, is regenerative. Baptism actually forgives us our sins, it saves us, and it's necessary for salvation. That's what I grew up believing as a Catholic, but when I looked at the very first century, first, second, and third centuries, uh, I, I found that all of the early Christians believe this. 
you know, from the beginning, from what they had learned from Jesus and the apostles. Another example would be uh, the church father's almost universal acceptance of Jesus's real presence in the Eucharist. Again, as a Catholic, I I grew up believing that Jesus is really substantially fully present in the Eucharist under the appearance of bread and wine. What I found in the church fathers was that from the very beginning, all Christians uh, believe this because this is what Jesus had taught the apostles who had carried on that tradition, that belief to the other Christians in the first few centuries. And I was so amazed by this discovery and how Catholic the early church really was in what they taught. And I just kind of thought that, you know, if that's what the first Christians believed, that if these if these Christians who actually knew and were taught by the apostles were believing these things about the Eucharist or believing these things about, about praying to Mary or about baptism, uh, then that had to be, you know, what was true and what, what Jesus and the apostles uh, taught. And finally, the, the third thing, and, and really the, the foundational thing that, that led me to remain Catholic, that convinced me that I had to be a Catholic, um, was this concept of authority. So when I, like, was looking into Protestantism, you know, not necessarily any in particular denomination, but when I just looked into Protestantism as a whole, one of the foundational, you know, disagreements, one of the, one of the foundational things that separated um, Christians at the time of the Protestant Reformation was this idea of authority. And so, although, as I said, I, I looked to the Bible for, you know, for answers, and, and I found a lot of great answers and evidence for believing the things that the Catholic Church teaches, what I also found was that the Bible alone can't be our, our only authority of faith. It can't be the sole authority of faith. Because, first of all, it's self-refuting. I found that if, if the Bible is the only thing that I have as my authority and nothing else, well, that still leaves nobody to interpret the Bible for me. And it also means that I should find that doctrine of, of sola scriptura, of the Bible alone, within the Bible itself. And I didn't find any anywhere in Scripture that actually led me to believe that, that that was a principle that the apostles and the early Christians followed. And I didn't find it anywhere in Scripture teaching that. So therefore, I thought that to believe that the Bible alone is our, is our only authority of faith is kind of self-refuting. And again, back to the point that, that there was no one to interpret it for me, even if the Bible is an authority, which I believe it is an extremely important authority for us, as Christians, if I'm left to myself to interpret it, then there are as many different interpretations of it as there are um, people. And so this was one of the biggest things that like convinced me that I had to remain in the Catholic Church, because I think uh, since the time of the Reformation, we see this, this growing and growing number of different denominations, all taking the Bible as their only rule of faith, and yet interpreting it different ways, and about things that actually do involve our salvation. But when I looked to the New Testament in particular as an historical document, I discovered that Jesus himself didn't establish this book to be the foundation of faith, but he actually established a church on Peter and on the apostles. And he gave us that church to lead us into all truth so that we could come to know him in an intimate way, and that 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 church was actually who then eventually brought us the Bible. And that authority has been passed on through the centuries uh, in something called apostolic succession to this present day. Um, and that succession has occurred within the Catholic Church. 
So I found that the Catholic Church is the only church that can actually make an historical claim all the way back to the original apostles and to Jesus himself in this direct line of apostolic succession. And I believe that Jesus gave us this church so that we could be one as Jesus himself prayed for. So those are just a few of the reasons why uh, I, I am Catholic. And, and it all started with this Protestant who, who led me to consider the question, why am I Catholic? And that, that Protestant, that young lady who started me on that journey, um, it just happens to be my wife now. And I am grateful for her and her witness for, for showing me what it means to be a disciple, uh, for opening me up to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'm also so happy and grateful that just over two years ago, she entered into full communion uh, with the Catholic Church. So to this day, I always let her know that it's her own fault that she's Catholic. Because if it weren't for her, I may not be the practicing Catholic that I am today. And finally, I'm just so grateful to God for giving us uh, this church to bring about the salvation of the world. So that's the story about how a Protestant made me Catholic. I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below uh, and just have some more dialogue about this. Have a great day, everybody. God bless you.